Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani welcoming you back to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Well, I'd like to welcome you back to a very important self-coaching session today. Very important because I think it's important for all of us, and there are exceptions, to want to be liked. And conversely, we don't want to be disqualified liked. So what are the qualities that enhance the likelihood that you'll be liked? Well, I'd like to go over 11 possibilities that I've come up with. And, and I think that if you embrace the essence of these, these possibilities, uh, I think that you'll improve your standing with just about everyone that you care about. And the very first one is to become a good listener. Now, it may sound rather obvious to you, but what makes for a good listener? Well, I could tell you what makes for a bad listener, and that's the person that feigns interest or feigns the fact that they're listening, you know, with half in, half out attention. So to become a good listener, you've got to be genuine. You know, you can't, you can't be faking it. You know that that person with the plastic smile? Oh, yes, my poor dear, it must be so terrible. Be genuine. You know, don't give these platitudes and these half-truths and, you know, just things that are so shallow and so phony that it kind of just kind of exudes kind of a, just a yuck. <laughs> be genuine. And what do you do? What do you do with someone's boring? How do you be genuine with someone that's boring? And they're telling you about their bean counting job. And I counted 432 beans this week. Well, what do you do with someone that's boring? Well, you can pretend to be interested, but then again, that's the shallow part. People pick up on that and they walk away not very pleased with your reactions. And sometimes it's not conscious. People, just as you do and I do, people you know, we sense things. We sense someone who's really tuned into us and someone who isn't. So what do you do with someone that's boring? Well, one of the things that's important is you, you try to invest energy to attach rather than to detach. Because once you detach, where does your mind go? Well, it's anywhere but listening to this person talk about beans. So that's where you become a poor listener. And sometimes it's not conscious. Sometimes you pull away and you're not really listening. You're nodding your head. You're smiling, but you're not involved. And boredom is stressful. And you're just thinking about how can I get away from this person? Well, one thing you could do if you value the person or the situation is to invest some energy, attach to what's being said. You know, there's always something. You know, it may be, you know, minute, but there's always something to be gleaned from every person, every conversation. And the more you invest 
yourself in trying to attach rather than detaching, the more likely it is that you're going to step away from that conversation. That person's going to feel somewhat gratified. So the first thing would be, you know, start to practice becoming a good listener. All everything in life, you know, if it's one foot in, one foot out, you know, that that kind of shallowness doesn't serve you. So become more genuine if it is your desire and inclination to want to be involved with someone then you need to have that person feel good about you so what's the next well let's talk about number two energy you know we're talking about boring people have you ever you know you probably you probably know people where you call them up and how do they answer the phone hello (laughs) that kind of says it all doesn't it hello uh, and and some people are like that in conversation. Well, I don't know what I did today. You know, just low energy and oh my gosh, you don't want to be that person. And even if you feel a little bit depleted, you know, it's been a tough day, you're tired, and you run into a, a good friend. Well, you can, you know, give into that lethargy and that fatigue or you can pick up your energy and and that's an active choice. You know, it's very important. You know, I know as a, as a psychologist, there are days where I'd rather just close my eyes and go to sleep just out of fatigue and general, you know, kind of life situations. But every time someone walks through that door, um, you've got to up your game. You've got to invest the energy. And instead of greeting a patient with, Hi, Mrs. So-and-so. <laughs> I just wouldn't get it, would it? So instead, you open that door and you say, Hi, Mrs. So-and-so. It's so nice to see you this week. Of course, we relate to people with good energy. And if you give in to, and we all have these slumps, you know, it's our circadian rhythms. And if it's three o'clock in the afternoon and you'd rather be napping, of course, you're going to be alone. <laughs> pick up the energy invested in your relationships and, and and with all of these tips that i'm giving you today i am assuming that we're talking about relationships that are significant enough that you want to be liked in these relationships so be a good listener uh keep that energy up and let's move on to something else that everyone in, and this is a personal feeling. You may disagree. Everyone likes to be happy. I think we all agree on that. And everyone likes to laugh once in a while. You know, this this thing called life is a, is a rather serious thing, isn't it? And, yeah, you know, it's... And I'm not saying do five minutes of your best stuff, but I am saying that a sense of humor needs to be cultivated. You need to, every once in a while, look for the the lighter side of things, the irony in things. You need to try to cultivate that sense of humor because people like to be happy, to laugh, to be kind of delivered from their own malaise and their own challenges. And, you know, that's why people go to see comedians. That's why people like jokes. It's because we like to step out of the seriousness of our lives. And we like to be lighter. We like to be more carefree. And humor tends to do that. Now, I tend to think that 
A person with a good sense of humor is a person that people are going to want to be around. Because what does that humor do? Well, it buoys them up too. So people are going to be attracted to that. So do cultivate that sense of, you know, yeah, I'm not saying be a comedian, but be interesting and also be humorous. It helps you rise above the fray. Now, one of the things that is very important is in any conversation, you need to read the other person. So if you want to be liked, you have to know what is the, what is the, the song, uh, when, when to hold them and when to fold them. That's it. So you need to know, you know what's going on around you. And this person that you are talking to, uh, you need to know that they are truly in tune with you. You need to read them. You know, chemistry is chemistry. Not everyone wants to chat with you. I know that's a big, that's a big, <laughs> a big, uh, a big balloon that just burst for you. But not everyone wants to talk to you. Not everyone, you know, you're just, you're just not that good. You're not that famous. You're not that popular. You're not that exciting. But sometimes people do care about you and what you're saying. And sometimes they don't. So chemistry is chemistry. So you need to look for those warning signs when you're starting to lose someone that for whatever reason, not because you're doing anything wrong, you may be injecting that energy in you, you may be doing some great humor, uh, humor uh, but sometimes that person, maybe they're distracted by their own circumstances and they're just being polite. So you need to look for those warning signs, you know, when they the foot starts fidgeting and the eyes start darting. You know, when someone's really interested, they have much more eye contact, right? I mean, I, I, I feel that. But when you're talking to someone and you keep seeing them looking away, now, of course, that could be insecurity. But typically, when someone is really interested, they're kind of zeroed in on your face. And someone that's losing interest begins to shuffle a bit, you know, and every once in a while you get... Oh, 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 excuse me. <laughs> so you don't want to be opaque to others, right? So look for the warning signs. Someone that's tuned out for whatever reasons and not necessarily because you're not doing the right thing and you're not, you're, you know, it's not like you are creating this discord. But if someone is pulling away, you know, I think it's it's important for you to recognize, you know, maybe it's time to kind of clip the conversation. But if a conversation is getting away from you and you feel that the person you're with is and you're what you're reading is that this person is starting to get bored, starting to just fidget. Well, that's a time to kind of conclude things, you know, short and sweet. And, you know, that's the best you can do in a situation where you're just not connecting with someone. You know, the chemistry is just not there. And you can't take it personally. You just can't. A lot of times we do personalize it. Why, why didn't they like what I was saying? I thought it was so interesting. Well, maybe it was. But again, as I mentioned, well, maybe that person... Uh, is dealing with something at home, you know, just a, a difficult teenager that's that's out for the night and et cetera, et cetera. So their head is somewhere else. 
and they can't always be that relaxed to be with you. So you need to be, you know, a bit more secure about such things and avoid the insecurity of just feeling that, you know, you have to hit a bullseye every single time you talk to somebody. That's just not a good thing. Let the conversations be fluid because we don't know the outcome. And it's important for you to just realize that, you know, when you're when you're relating to people, it's why it's called relating, because we we really have to, it's a give and take. And if it's just you giving and there's no taking, uh, then then it's time. Time to move on. Another thing that's really important is pacing your speech. For me, <laughs> I don't know about you, but for me, I hate fast talkers, especially if you get some of these news people on, on TV or on the radio, and and they're just trying to cram in everything. You know, and, and I went to the town and, and it's like, give me a break, slow down. Let, let me just relax a little bit with what you're saying. So if you if you happen to be a fast talker, and I mean you have to listen to yourself, you, you do. Uh, you could take your your smartphone out and hit record the next time you're talking to someone on the phone or something, and just play, play it back and listen to yourself. If you are a fast talker, it's fatiguing. Uh, the person listening to you has to put in extra effort to be able, you know, the brain has these delays, you know, we hear something and then we interpret it in our brain. And and that delay, you know, it, it really gets to be cumbersome if someone is just going on and on and on and we're just trying to keep up with them. It's fatiguing. So slow yourself down and and also realize that sometimes, you know, you don't want to get into a soliloquy where you're just going to go on and on, and especially if you're a fast talker. I mean, someone is going to just definitely get fatigued with you. You know, there's just uh, so much any of us can handle if someone is kind of taking over a conversation, dominating a conversation, and then just throwing salt in the wound by going at 100 miles an hour. Slow it down, relax. Not necessarily, I don't mean to slow it down, but... <laughs> Uh, but uh, but I do think it's important that you you have a relaxed kind of speech. And again, insecurity creeps into such things. You know, insecurity makes us feel like we have to get more of our thoughts into it. You know, more of the facts into the conversation. And and we're since we're not so sure we're getting our point across, we go over it again, and then we come back at it a different way, and then we and we keep turning it over and over and over. Meanwhile, be succinct be more relaxed and just be yourself and don't don't try to overkill now again we could do a whole podcast on that on that tendency to when you distrust your yourself when your self-worth is low we do tend to overkill compensate and when you try to compensate in your in your speech what happens is that you you start to get someone a little bit annoyed with you because, yeah, they get it the first time. And by the fifth time, well, they, they just want to be out the door. And this, this brings us to a sixth tip, which is balance, the give and take of a relationship. And it goes along with uh, pacing your speech because, you know, there needs to be balance. 
if you're into that soliloquy and you're going on and on and on and on, there's no balance there. And the other person wants a turn. I mean, most people like to feel balanced in a relationship. Everyone wants to share a bit of themselves. And yeah, okay, there are insecure people who would rather not. But most people enjoy the conversations where they get to participate and not just be kind of passively listening to everything. That's a lecture. And those aren't the kind of relationships that we really become involved in, is it? When we become involved in a relationship, it's because we feel gratified. We feel that you know we're sharing something of ourselves that is important to us and hopefully important to the person that's listening. So balance, balance in a relationship. Make sure at least on some level, you have your antenna up and you're you're recognizing how much airtime you're taking versus the airtime you're giving the other person to tell you their point of view. Is it balanced? And if it's not, if you've been going on a bit too long, clip it and then maybe ask a question. Well, what do you think about that? Or, you know, wh where are you at with this kind of concept? You know, get the other person involved in that conversation. And sometimes if you're not a great conversationalist, probably one of the, the easiest tools that, that I use is to be curious. You know, you might be talking about bean counting and you clip yourself because you've been going on long enough. And the other person is just staring at you blank faced. So what do you do? Well, be curious. And you could say to them, you know, I'm curious. You, you don't seem to be involved in bean counting. Uh, how come? Have you ever done it before? You know, start out by, I'm curious to find out. Now, you, it could be anything. It could be generic. You know, I'm curious. What are you, what are you feeling? I'm, I'm curious. How are you doing lately? You know, tell me a little more about yourself. I'm really curious. So that's, that's just a, a kind of handy tool to keep you involved in a relationship and to pull someone into a relationship. Sometimes it's important for us to, to cultivate a relationship that, that we may need to do for our professionalism, for whatever reason. Sometimes it's important to, to kind of bring someone into a conversation. Again, we're talking about being liked. So in order to be liked, and especially with someone, let's say the boss wants you to take this person out to lunch and be liked. Well, if that's, I mean, that, that introduces a little stress, but nevertheless, that's even more of a situation where you might find yourself fast talking, trying to impress, you know, you might find yourself giving that soliloquy and not being balanced, but be balanced and give and take, you know, you've got to be aware, you know, it's, it's not like you have a clock in your head, but we do, there's kind of a clock. We know when we've gone too far and we know when there's balance and when there isn't balance. Now let's move on to don't be a complainer. Uh -huh. So if you want to be liked, don't be a, com a complainer. And in order to be liked, if you're not complaining, you need to be upbeat. So first of all, let's talk about the complainer. Some people don't get it. Now, you're probably smiling because you know them and I know them. And these are the people that as soon as you say, hey, how you doing? That's the death knell of the relationship right there, of the dialogue, I should say. Oh, gosh, I had, you know, I went to the dentist and 
I don't know. I haven't been feeling that. I just don't, I don't, my energy's not there. And I, I went to the gym and, and, and on and on and on. But it's all negative. It's all complaining. Who wants to hear all that? <laughs> when, you know, we, we make the mistake of saying, how are you doing? And it's, it's a perfunctory greeting. We don't always really want to know how you're doing. That's just an introduction, just to get the, the ball rolling. And when the other person gets that opportunity, if they are a complainer, well, you're in for it. And, and what do you do in those situations? Well, you know, you could kind of attach and invest some energy and show some interest, but, but it's hard. It's hard because no matter what you say, it's going to keep coming back to the complainer wanting to, you know, just let you know that, you know, they just need to get it off their chest. It, life is so hard for them. And, you know, it's, they're victims. And in life, there are victims of life. And this is uh, a habit that some people fall into. So you want to be upbeat. So if you're a complainer, stop complaining. No one really wants to hear it. You know, if someone is really interested and you can more or less ascertain that, that's fine. But keep in mind that in relationships, if every time you're with someone, you start by complaining, well, that person is going to devalue your relationship with them. So don't always feel that everyone wants to hear what's wrong with you. And don't always feel you need to tell everyone what's wrong with you. So be upbeat. Find some things to be upbeat about. This may take some reorientation, a different perspective on your part. But, you know, think about it and realize sometimes it's important to go to relationships that really have impressed you and the people that have impressed you. Upbeat people. Just learn from life. Learn from others. See people that are effective. Take mental notes of what things seem to work, what things impress you. And I think you'll see from being upbeat when kind of feeling the energy of that person, these are things that are very impressive. These are the people we tend to like more. Now, sometimes we run into people that we dislike because they're just so egocentric. You know, it's me, me, me. You know, they just they just aren't really interested beyond their own inner kind of ego. These are people that just need to be a star. Now, sometimes it's egoism. Sometimes, maybe more often, it's insecurity because you know, they, they need to kind of puff themselves up to be liked, so they feel. And when you encounter someone like that, that can be very difficult. Did you know I used to be a professional dancer? Well, let me tell you, you know, or the person you meet, you know, one day I'm going to be running this company, you'll see, and I'm going to, you know, okay, okay, okay. But you don't need to go over your resume with everybody. You don't need to puff yourself up with everybody. I mean, yeah, you can, you can genuinely express who and what you are in a, in a more or less balanced way. But when you get into that egocentric me, 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 you're going to lose people. Because as I mentioned earlier, there's, you've lost the balance in this conversation. You know, when it's all about you, 
then it's asymmetrical. And you haven't brought that other person in to the conversation in, in a parallel way. Uh, so, so, you know, the thing is that ego, egoism is something that can kill that tendency to be liked because people are just going to walk away from that just feeling, uh, if, if not bored, uh, then just kind of almost a disdain for you, almost a resentment, you know, that you're just so, uh, all they talk about is themselves. <laughs> and I'm sure you know people like that. I do too. I guess number nine, I'm not keeping track. Hopefully you're not either. It doesn't matter. But another thing, if you really want to be liked, is to really cultivate the need to be empathetic, compassionate. This is the, the essence, the fundamental essence of relating. So let yourself get involved. So rather than being in your head, it's important to be present, you know, to tune into others and become an active listener. And don't be afraid to talk about your own emotions. But when I say be empathetic and compassionate, someone who's not a chronic complainer, but someone who is genuinely sharing with you something of interest and something of that's of difficulty for them and you know the circumstances that they may be up up against don't just give that plastic smile oh i'm sorry dear you know try to be really genuine about it and invest yourself in really relating empathy means you really get you almost feel what someone is feeling and you use that compassion to let them know that you're in tune with what their struggles are. There's, there's nothing more appealing than when you have something that's bothering you and you relay that to another person and that person really comes back to you with a sincere interest and emotion, letting you know that they really care about what you're going through. And you can see it on their face. They really do care. It makes a difference. That's an immediate likable kind of person. And when someone is there to lean on, when you need someone to lean on, well, that person gets a few points, let's put it that way, in the like column. So one of the things that can really enhance your likability is to really get in touch with your own empathy and compassion for what you're hearing. And this requires, you know, a lot of what we're talking about, becoming an active listener, becoming involved, not being dispassionate, but being involved in a, in, in a somewhat passionate way. But you can't be afraid of your own emotions. If someone is in deep trouble and you, you're there saying, oh, I'm sorry, uh, that's not the same as being there for that person being involved with that person. And that requires a bit of self-security, a bit of, uh, you know, self-esteem to be able to, to kind of let go of your own emotions a bit and become involved. You know, not everyone wants to be involved and people would rather stay detached. And again, I'm talking about relationships that matter and I can't emphasize that enough. I mean, you can make a career out of just being involved with someone you pass on the street each day, but I'm talking about people that you care about. And these are the people that you want to like you. These are the people that you want to stay balanced with and caring about and upbeat with. And you want to sustain your likability with these people. Now, perhaps the single most 
well, I shouldn't say the single most, but perhaps a, a really significant enhancement of, of your personality and wanting to be liked is whether or not you're an optimist or a pessimist. People like to see the bright side of things, believe it or not. And people don't always like to hear the complaining, you know, the pessimistic side, the world's going to end, and oh my goodness, and this next variant's coming. People don't like to be brought down. As I said time and time again in these podcasts, we all live in a challenging world. On some levels, it's emotional survival. We all have struggles. It's not just you. We all live in this challenging world. And the optimist brings to these challenges an upbeat, positive prediction that life will be okay, that we'll get through things, that we will survive in different ways, not just physical survival, but that we'll get through the hard times. And people like that person because that person encourages, maybe implicitly encourages you as a listener to feel that, hey, maybe maybe there is a, a way out of this negativity. But if you're a pessimist, you know, what, what are people going to feel when they're with you? You know, doom and gloom? They're going to walk away uplifted? Certainly not. They're going to walk away downtrodden because you've maybe infected them with your pessimism. So optimism, pessimism. Now, optimism is a choice. No one knows the future. Same with pessimism. No one knows that bad things are going to happen. So we're really just accepting a view, a view of life, of what's coming. And the optimist has a perspective, a view of life that's upbeat, that's positive. And it's based on the notion that I can handle what's coming, that it will be okay. Now, that takes that leap of trust that I always talk about in these podcasts. And self-trust is always the answer to insecurity, to anxiety, depression, struggle, self-trust. Because with self-trust, you can take that leap of faith, you could be optimistic, and you can believe that it's going to be okay. And that person with that belief is infectious. We like to be around that, pe that people. <laughs> we like to be around that people. No, we like to be around that person because we all like to just be able to feel that life is manageable. And if not manageable, that will handle it. So do not be pessimistic. And, and, you know, no one, like I said before, no one likes negativity. No one likes to be brought down. No one likes complaining in the dark side of life. Come on, be reasonable with people and realize that if you want to be, now you, you may take this whole podcast and say, you know what, it's too much work. Okay. Okay. You can, you can certainly have some people that will still relate to you, but if you want to you'll really give them the best of you, then you'll take to heart, you know, some of these lessons and you, some of these tips, I should say. And you'll realize that you can become a person that is much more liked, much more popular, much more desirable. And who doesn't want to be liked, popular and desirable? I could think of a few people on the, <laughs> on the world scene, but nevertheless, I think that, uh, that we want to go through life feeling that, you know, people... People care about us. People like us. They want to be with us. They want to spend time with us. And what's the final tip? It all comes down to 
I think, confidence versus insecurity. And all of the things we've discussed today, they really do require a bit of self-confidence, self-trust, because in order to change and deliver yourself in a meaningful, positive, optimistic, balanced way, you have to be more comfortable with yourself. Insecurity will erode that capacity, no doubt. And sometimes you have to go against the tide of insecurity. Sometimes, you know, it's hard to be empathetic with someone if you're so insecure. Maybe I'll say the wrong thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe what I'm feeling isn't, you know, so insecurity will undermine you any which way it can. And you have to risk being who you are and you have to risk developing who you are. So sometimes you have to try things out, but mostly what's important is that you, you find that security to handle situations. And how about something like small talk? That's a difficult thing for a lot of people. You know, for, for someone who's relatively insecure, you know, just a, a conversation about the weather and it, or meeting someone for the first time or getting to know someone, you know, it's very, very hard because what I talk about, I, I, you know, so you, you're trying to rehearse, you're trying to anticipate. And when you get in a relationship like that, when you first meet somebody or a relatively new kind of situation and you are insecure, you're so now bottled up into your head trying to come up with profound things to say that you, you're really just stumbling all over yourself. The more you try to be profound, the more you try to be liked, the less liked you're going to be because it's not you. You see, security, the secure person is willing to self-trust who they are, what they are, and it doesn't matter what you do. You know, we all have 46 chromosomes. And on that basis, ain't nobody better, nobody worse. But we're all the same when it comes to genuinely wanting to be happy, to have a, a decent life, and to have companionship. Companionship is part of culture. It's part of survival. It's ever, if we weren't a, a social animal, I don't think our, well, I know our survival could have never happened as a species because it took cooperation. You know, it took people coming together, learning to share fire, learning to share conversation. You know, what, what do you think the newspapers were a million years ago? You know, two million years ago when our species was being evolved. Well, the newspaper was gossip. And, you know, so people got this, this ability to want to talk, to communicate, to share. And those that share well became liked. So that's kind of where I wanted to go today with this, is just to let you know that being liked, it's kind of an art form, but it's really practice. It's consciousness, being aware of certain things, especially if you're a fast talker, especially if you don't balance your relationships and you're not cognizant of what the other person, and you're not reading them. You need to become conscious. Scrutinize your relationships a bit. But don't get up in your head. You know, this is all done maybe retrospectively. When you're involved in a relationship, be involved, be present, let it unfold. You see, when you try to be profound, when you try to be liked, you're, you're getting up in your head again. You're not being present. You're not being immediate. You're not being relaxed. Your natural, spontaneous self is your best self. And on that note, I'd like you to visit my website selfcoaching.net.
where you could learn more about my book on learning anxiety and depression, as well as my other books. I have books on everything. <laughs> I have relationships called Reconnecting and Thin From Within on the psychology of losing weight. And Unlearning Anxiety and Depression is the culmination of many of my other self-coaching books. And you can learn all about that at the website. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, it's not an option. And by definition, victims are powerless and you're not powerless. Remember, everything's hard until you make it simple. So join me every week. And how about we make it simple together? Believe in yourself. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart. This is your way. Life is what you make of it. Believe in yourself. Reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart. This is your way.